The following is a hoop bowl presentation. Good morning, good afternoon, and welcome back to Hoop Balls DFS Today. I am your host, Mike Patria, here to break down this wonderful Thursday, October 21st card that we have. Nice little three-game slate. Nice break after that massive 11-game slate that we just went over yesterday. Hope everybody was able to win some money. Uh, night's looking pretty good as I'm recording this the night before on Wednesday. It's about 8.45, 9 o'clock here, uh, central time. So things are looking pretty good with the lineup. Things could have been better if Fred Van Vliet had a little bit of a better game. But as of right now, things are looking pretty good. Looks like we'll be cashing tonight. So ready to move on to this next card. Looking forward to it. Uh, it's got my got my team on here, the Mavericks, too. So I know I'll be watching this game. Really excited about a lot of this game. But before we jump into anything, just want to give a quick shout out to our presenting sponsor over at Manscaped. Guys, check out Manscaped if you haven't already. Use the promo code HOOPBALL20. You'll get 20% off your entire purchase plus free shipping. And maybe you need a perfect package kit. Comes with a nice little handy travel bag. It's going to get that lawnmower. It's going to come with the ball toner, the ball conditioner. It's going to come with a nice neat pair of boxers, which I will say are my favorite boxers. They're the nice snug fit ones. So comes with a little bit of everything. Even give you, uh, give you a little bit more goodies in there as well. Or maybe you just need the lawnmower. Either way, great product, great company. And let me tell you about the lawnmower a little bit. Has Nick Guard Shield on it, fast charging, waterproof, everything you can ask for for your male grooming needs. So head over there, guys. Use that promo code HOOPBALL20. You get that 20% off plus free shipping. So I can tell you one thing. This podcast will not be as long as last night's. Uh, it was about a, about an hour-long show because we had 11 games to talk about. Tonight's will be a lot quicker. So I'm going to jump right into things here. We have the... Dallas Mavericks traveling to Atlanta, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time game, taking on the Hawks. As for the injury report, Danilo Gallinari and Lou Williams are both being listed as questionable. Jalen Johnson is probable, and Onyeka Onkogwu is out dealing with that right shoulder surgery that he had. He'll probably be out until around January. For the Mavericks, no one really of need to talk about here. They should be good to go as far as their rotation goes. For a game total, we're looking at a nice 225.5, Atlanta being favored by 2.5 points in this one. So we'll start with the away team, as always. Top of the hour, Mr. Luka Doncic. And only three games to talk about, six teams total. So, you know, there's a few high-priced guys we could talk about on this slate, none in which have the allure like Luka does, knowing that he could drop that triple-double at any point in time. Well, I can't say that. Steph Curry's on the slate, and the first game of the year he dropped the triple-double. But Luka's played well against this team throughout his entire career. Uh, you know, they, their, their defensive capabilities haven't been good, needless to say. They play at a fast pace. Uh, looking back at last season alone, he averaged about 27.5 points, 12 assists, 9 rebounds, so just a hair under a triple-double. I don't love this point guard position as a whole on tonight's slate, so... I'll probably be looking to fill it with either Luca or Steph, in my opinion. That's just probably the route I'm going to go. There's another guy I'd like to spend up on as well. We do have a little bit of value to dive into, which we will get to. Uh, not too, too much in this game, but 
Luca is an excellent play. You'll never hear me say anything other than that. The guy's pretty much matchup proof at this point. And you got to imagine he's want to get things going. Now, if you're not playing Luca, can't fault you. There's other good players out there. I would still want some exposure to this game. And we'll go to the next biggest guy over here. And it's going to be Kristaps Porzingis. He's coming in at a great price tag. Uh, looks like he's going to be priced at a nice, comfortable 7100 And I'm expecting big things from Kristaps this season. Not just because I'm a Mavs fan. Uh, mostly because of the coaching change. Jason Kidd has notoriously got a lot out of his power forwards uh, in the past. You know, he was there when Giannis kind of rose to dominance. I'm not going to say, you know, he deserves all the credit for that. But uh, he saw that this dude was a unicorn and he kind of needed to utilize him. And that's one thing Jason Kidd said when he came in here, that he was going to utilize Porzingis. Porzingis virtually had no plays ran through him. Uh, he was kind of just out there. He had frustrations with Rick Carlisle as well as Luca, and they voiced their opinions to the front office. And that's that's pretty much the reason why Carlisle was gone, other than the fact that a lot of one and dones in playoffs uh, surely didn't help his cause. But seventy one hundred, I imagine Kristaps's uh, price tag after a few games will start to get up to that about eight k mark, maybe eighty one, eighty two hundred. So I think this is a pretty good discount and. You know, I wouldn't want to play both these guys next to each other because you're hoping to just maximize your lineup, trying to build an optimal lineup. And I just don't know if both these guys would be in that optimal lineup, but I would definitely want exposure to one of them. Outside of those two, I don't see myself having too much Tim Hardaway Jr. or Dorian Finney-Smith. Tim Hardaway Jr. could be lightning in a bottle, but there's a few other spots I'm going to go with at that shooting guard and at that small forward position. And then the only other value that we could really talk about um, from this team would be the other two star, uh, spots in the starting lineup. Looking at Sterling Brown, he looks like he's probably going to be slated to start that small forward position. He's only 3,900. You know, not a huge upside guy, but when you're talking about just some rock solid value that you could take advantage of, Sterling Brown's definitely that guy. Have no problems looking at him. I think a lot of other people are going to go to, you know, Bijalicia. Uh, could be wrong, but just don't think we're going to see that sort of performance out of that guy again. Probably going to be one of my guys that I'm going to end up fading the most, but we'll get to that. And then I'm I'm all probably set with Dwight Powell. They just have a lot of other options that they could use in this front court between Maxi Kleber. Uh, I mean, they got about 11 centers off the bench. Willie Coley Stein, Boban. I don't know if all those guys necessarily get minutes, but just more of a reason that you don't feel too secure about Dwight Powell. Just basically there for put back dunks. So for me, Chris Stops, Sterling Brown, Luca, probably the only three options I would consider on this Mavericks team. Now, sliding over to the other side of the ball, you got Trey Young coming in at 9100 It's a fair price tag for Trey. And he managed to fare pretty well against this team in the past. One of the one of the teams that he averaged last season, uh, almost the most assists again. So he had averaged about 23, 12, and 5, 12 assists, 5.5 rebounds. So you could easily see a good performance out of him. Start First start of the season, we saw in that last preseason game after he was hobbled for the first few after injuring his ankle, he just let it rip, and I, that's what Trey Young's good for. It's worth noting he's one of those guys that would take advantage of a lot of those uh, free throw attempts. You know, having guys trailing behind him, pulling up in the air, having them run into him. NBA, we're already seeing they're not letting guys get away with that this year. James Harden saw we saw that in that first Brooklyn game. Steph Curry, we saw it with him. So I, I'm probably going to lay off of Trey Young. I already said I do want to spend up at point guard, but if I'm going to spend the 9100, I'd probably rather just go up 900 for Curry or end up going up the extra 15 for Luca. Some other options that we could talk about over here is probably my favorite center on the slate, Clint Capella coming in at 7,200. Absolutely love Clint Capella in this matchup. The Mavericks were absolutely abysmal against opposing centers last season, and Capella came out here and dominated them pretty much every chance that he got. Looking for a big game from him. 
could be something along the lines of like an 18 point 16 rebound type game expecting a boatload of rebounds to go his way though 7200 easily my favorite center play one of my favorite plays in general on this slate so i'll be definitely blocking in click capella into several of my lineups for some reason we're seeing delon Wright on dk get a price tag of 7k we're not going to pay that so just completely ignore that uh there's it's not something that you don't know it's not something that i don't know it's just uh not worth it in general so ignore that price tag and then with lou williams questionable you know you're going to see a couple of these other guys uh guards like i think i just said delon Wright get a couple extra minutes but there's not a lot of ancillary options I'm overly excited about. Somebody I've been keeping an eye on and definitely looking forward to playing would be DeAndre Hunter at 4,700. The dude's game is just getting better and better as years go on. He's going to have to spend probably most of the time guarding Luka. So he's going to spend plenty of time on the floor. And I can see him coming up with two steals in this one, getting some extra points that way. But at 4,700, is a nice little mid-tier play. I prefer him over Bijalika, who we'll get to in a little bit. And I don't know if the ownership will be the same. I think Billy Jilica will definitely draw higher ownership. And I definitely prefer uh, Bogdanovich over Werder for only $100 difference. $100 cheaper. Give me Bogdanovich. And I do not see myself running away with too much John Collins. And at that point in time, I'd rather just pay the extra 400 for Chris Tops. So that's the way I'm looking at this team. It, the main options I'm actually going to be looking at would be Capella. And then I will be looking at some DeAndre Hunter. Moving on to the next game, 8, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Milwaukee Bucks traveling to Miami, taking on the Heat. Vegas is telling us that all these games are pretty much going to have very similar totals and uh, pretty close spreads, too. So 225.5 game total with this one as well. Milwaukee being favored by one point for the injury report. Dante DiVincenzo, Rodney Hood, Sammy Ogilvy, and Bobby Porters have all been ruled out. And Drew Holiday left, uh, left that first game with a heel contusion, but he's being listed as probable here. They did an MRI, nothing serious. Looks like he will be good to go. Now, we'll start with the away team, as always, with the Bucks. Giannis Antetokounmpo put on a spectacular showing, 10-3. Again, he's kind of in that Luka territory where if you want to spend up on him, you won't hear me argue. It's going to be tough to get two of these 10K guys in your lineup, I think. Uh, especially with some of these other options that we have. I already talked about I want to play Capella. Uh, so I don't think I'm going to end up being able to get both, and I probably slightly prefer Luka. Just Miami is a stifling defense. We've seen time and time again the one guy that just seems to have Giannis, I'm not going to say figured out because he, he puts up the points regardless, uh, but Bam's done a great job on Giannis over the past few years, and that's probably the matchup that we're going to see more often than not when, it, when he gets into the paint. So I'll probably leave Giannis out there. Uh, it doesn't feel great saying it, but you got to cross them off at some point in time. The one guy that I wouldn't mind looking at would be some of his value plays. Uh, you know, Grayson Allen played a boatload of minutes in that last one. Yes, some of it was in part because of Drew Holiday getting hurt. Uh, other part of it is he did start. As long as Dante DiVincenzo's out, he's most likely going to start. Him and Pat Connaughton got a nice little boost in minutes. Allen's cheaper than Connaughton, $100 cheaper. So I just prefer to play him. Both have the same eligibility, so there's no real difference there. But Grayson Allen, just kind of a, a scrappier guy who we can see come up with a few more steals, a few more boards, stuff like that. Connaughton firmly relies on that jump shot. So I'll take Grayson Allen over Connaughton, but like I said, both those guys are pretty much in play. And then you can still look at Jordan War At 3,700, he's pretty much going to be backing up uh, Giannis exclusively, and then Giannis might even slide over to the five at some point because they don't really have a backup center. And if that's the case, Nawara will get we'll see some time at the four. So I have no problem looking at him at 3,700. 
Dude's just lightning in a bottle. He gets buckets. He's a great player. It's just, you know, he's not a big part of this rotation anytime soon because they have Giannis Antetokounmpo. And then Bobby Portis, the Milwaukee Buck fan favorite as well. So keep an eye on him if you need some value. Both those guys, Grayson Allen and Jordan Nwora, firmly in play. If I had to choose between Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, I'm probably just going to spend up the extra $800, go to Middleton. Holiday coming off that bruised heel. He was on fire, actually, uh, in that first half that we saw. Looked great, but just don't want to target him in this matchup. I'd much rather go with Middleton, who will probably draw the defense of Jimmy Butler nonetheless. But they're gonna if I'm not playing if I'm not playing Giannis so much and we generally see him defer in tough matchups, it's probably gonna be deferring to Middleton. That's it. No no uh no Brooke Lopez for me. Now for the Heat, sliding over, got some high price players. Jimmy Butler coming in at 83. Don't mind that price tag. It seems just about fair for Jimmy Butler. He averaged about 45 DK points last season. We're still getting some value in there, even though that, uh, you know, we know that some new bodies are here. Kyle Lowry joined the team. He's priced at 8100 I'm all set with Lowry. You're not paying that price tag for Kyle Lowry, knowing that he's going to have so many mouths to feed. He's a guy that's kind of getting himself integrated into this offense. So just not expecting a whole lot. The number one way you can actually beat the Bucks from last season was behind the three-point line. So don't be shocked if you see a lot of these guys chucking threes and have those three-pointers wide open for them. So Jimmy at 83 I think, is firmly in play. Prefer spending up a little bit more to get to Paul George, who who we will get to in a little bit, but still firmly in play. Duncan Robinson coming in at 5K, just touched on it. Three pointers have been a recipe for beating the the Heat or the Heat, the Bucks in the past, and no one really shoots the three ball better than Duncan. So 5K, he's a guy that never really draws ownership. He's just pretty much unsexy, but if you're playing GPPs, he's definitely a guy that can get hot in this one, and I'm going to keep him in my player pool for GPPs. And then, bam, we touched on it. He's going to be spending a lot of the time probably chasing Giannis all over the place. 7600 I just prefer Clint Capella for $400 cheaper. So I just don't see myself having too much bam when it's all said and done unless I'm building multiple GPP lineups. And I wanted to make a direct pivot correlating to that. As far as some of these bench players, looking at Tyler Hero, I think he's really the only one that we could consider. 5200 He's definitely in play. Uh, I could definitely see him getting good run in this one. I just touched on it, the three ball. Uh, the second unit for this team is kind of lackluster when we're talking about the Heat in general. And then same thing with the Bucks. Right now, missing a lot of their key pieces in their second unit, they're pretty lackluster as well. So seeing a big bench scoring performance come out of Tyler Hero wouldn't surprise me, but I wouldn't trust him as much in cash games at 5,200. Definitely just strictly for my GPPs. All right. Moving on to the third and final game, LA Clippers traveling to Golden State to take on the Warriors. This game's coming in at 226.5 game total as of right now, the highest game total of the night. Golden State being favored by four points. Jonathan Kaminga, Clay Thompson, James Wiseman all out. And for the Clippers, Nicholas Batum, Serge Ibaka, Keon Johnson, Kawhi Leonard, and Jack Jason Preston are all ruled out, which none of those should really shock you at this point. Serge Ibaka is notoriously known for having a bad back, but they're saying he'll be back pretty soon. And Nicholas Batum dealing with the personal dealing with the personal reasons. Starting off with the Clippers. I touched on it. Paul George at 9,700. Kind of like just prefer to just go up from, uh, from Jimmy Butler to Paul George. If I have that money, if you don't have the money, totally understand it. But with no Kawhi Leonard, he's going to have to muster and shoulder a lot of the offense for this team. Now he's played well against Golden State last season. And that was with Kawhi Leonard in there for a little bit. So, 
a guy that is going to have to probably play anywhere between you know 36 to 38 minutes, even on opening night. This is a big matchup for him in the Western Conference. I'm expecting big things from Paul George this season. I'm sure everybody else is. He's getting a price tag to kind of go with it, though, but knowing that he's always got that rebounding upside. He's always got the – he's going to have the shot attempt upside. He's going to have the ball in his hands a lot too because he has two point guards in that starting lineup, but neither one of them, I guess, are what you would call like a traditional point guard. Eric Bledsoe's notoriously found himself playing the one and the two, and then Reggie Jackson's kind of like a get-out-of-my-way point guard. No issues going with Paul George. I'm going to try to kind of build my lineup if I could around Luca, Paul George, and Clay Capella. That's my initial thoughts. Things may change, but as of right now, I think that's the way I'll be going. With Reggie Jackson at 6,700, it feels a little bit too expensive for Reggie. Now, he, I expect him to probably be second in the, on the team in shot attempts uh, with no Kawhi Leonard. Someone's going to have to score the bucket. He played great for them uh, towards the end of last season. So don't mind looking his way. But it's just a tough price tag and a tough pill to swallow, especially if we're spending up, like I just said, on those other guys. And then looking at Eric Bledsoe, 6K. He's kind of a wild card. I I would say keep him in your uh, keep him in your GPP pool, but for cash games, I just probably wouldn't go there. It makes a little bit more sense just knowing he's seven hundred dollars in Reggie Jackson, but I just don't expect as much offense to be there for Eric Bledsoe as I do Reggie Jackson. Any of these ancillary pieces? If you want to look at Marcus Morris, I like that call at fifty one hundred. We know that they're going to try to play a little bit smaller going against Golden State, who we've seen Bleacher and Draymond both get time at the center. Looney's not really uh, an offensive threat that they necessarily need to worry about. So if they want to try to dictate this, uh, we could see them run small as well. But Marcus Morris is definitely one of my favorite options at only uh, 5,100 in this matchup. Probably won't go to too much Zubak. I already told you. I'm I'm just looking straight at Capella, and I'll be okay with that. And now if you need a nice little value play, Terrence Mann is going to be your guy, 4,500. A lot of the GMs around the league kind of had this guy pegged for a breakout this season. And by no surprise, the dude just plays great and he continues to look better each year. And at 4,500, he's most likely going to be like their sixth man. So he's going to get that bench usage going against the second unit. That's one thing that we always like to look for, guys going against the second unit who are just going to chuck shots. Terrence Mann's definitely the guy for that. And we've seen him grab rebounds at a pretty good rate as well. So again, recap real quick for the Clippers. Paul George, Marcus Morris. Trey, man, those are the three guys I will be looking at. For Golden State, Steph Curry coming off a triple-double at 10K. I'm not going to argue with it. It's it's Steph, Giannis, and Luka. You know, the, you, you can't sit here and say that, you know, you shouldn't play one of these guys. I told you who I prefer out of the bunch, but I'm not going to tell you how to make your lineup. If you wanted to play him, I'm not going to argue with it. It's Steph Curry. If he goes out there and drops 45 actual points, would it shock anybody? Probably not. He doesn't really have anybody that's guarding him. No more Patrick Beverly to take his legs out from underneath him. So no issues going with Steph Curry. Draymond Green coming in at 6,900. We have to keep an eye on him and Andrew Wiggins. Both of their minutes were limited in that first one. Kind of heard that report come out right before tip. And when looking at these two guys, I don't mind Draymond at 6,900 whatsoever. But I want to know he's playing the minutes. If he's not playing the minutes, it's a little hard to invest that much into him. Andrew Wiggins is a guy I'm not playing anyway. Uh, he was dealing with the uh, – not the fatigue. Uh, getting back into game shape is the reason why he's being limited because he got that late COVID shot so he can rejoin the team for the season. And then Jordan Poole at 55. A guy I would love to play, but we saw him tweak his ankle, it looked like, at the end of that game. He said he's going to be fine, but it's never a good thing when your shooter uh, is is you know dealing on a hobbled ankle right now. So I can't, I can't say I'm, I'm going to be fully invested into him. 
he's going to also have the annoyance of Eric Bledsoe chasing him around all night long. So I'll probably take a pass at 55 on that first slate when he, I think it was about 4,800. That was a much more enticing price tag. At 55, I think I'll take a pass on Jordan Poole. So as you can see, there's not a lot of these Warriors I'm really interested in, and especially Bijalika. Uh, everyone's going to flock to him. The dude basically didn't miss a shot, and he played 18 minutes when he it did what he did. So he's in play. Keep him in your player pool. But I think if we believe the ownership's going to gravitate towards him, which I, I think it will, especially on a three-game slate, I'm willing to take one off the chin and fade him. If he happens to go out there and drop another double-double, so be it. I'm willing to bet against it, though, and think that that doesn't happen. And it wouldn't shock me if this is a game where we kind of see Otto Porter get a few more minutes. At 4,300, he was virtually out of the rotation, only played about five minutes in each half. So very, very risky. But not somebody I'm ready just to write off. Dumpster dive type plays, Andre Iguodala, Damian Lee, both these guys saw rotation minutes over Otto Porter. I think Iguodala was more of a factor of, you know, the LeBron factor. Iguodala has always played defense on LeBron. I think whenever these two teams have played, he has that, you know, the the notorious uh, block on LeBron, and then LeBron came back and blocked him against the backboard and pinned it. So, you know, maybe that's something to it. Maybe that's why Iguodala saw a few more rotation minutes. But someone's going to have to go out there and guard Paul George. And if I had to guess, it would probably be mostly either. It's going to be a little bit of Wiggins, but you're going to see Iguodala, and you're probably going to see a fair amount of Otto Porter, in my opinion. Damian Lee, I think his rotation spot's pretty safe. And if he's going to, I don't expect him to play the high 20 minutes again, but 3,600, definitely a good dart throw type player if you're just trying to get another stud in there and you're playing your GPPs and you want to just take a shot on somebody, do not mind him whatsoever. And that's really it. It's a quick game, three game card, podcast only going to be about 20 something minutes or so, but we'll go through our player tiers real fast for everybody. Top-tier guy I'm looking at would be Luka Doncic. Mid-tier guy, Clint Capella. And if I'm looking in that value range, around that 5K mark or less, and I want to say Marcus Morris, but he's 5,100, so I guess I really can't. It would be Trey Mann at 4,500. Like Trey Mann in this matchup. I think he's going to get some good run. And you know what? Probably less ownership than guys like Grayson Allen, just simply because people saw what they wanted to see from that. They saw that the rotation spot's real. They feel a little bit more secure in that value. Well, I think Trey Mann's rotation spot is very secure. I think he's going to have a big role with this team going forward. So I don't mind paying that very similar price tag to him and maybe getting that lower ownership, just a, just a little boost when we're talking about it. But that's all I have for you guys. Thank you for listening. We will be back tomorrow just because we're here every day. Seven days a week podcast. Every single slate will be covered on the season. Thank you guys for listening. Take care. Let's go with some money. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.